Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Which Muppet is your favorite? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Which Muppet is your favorite? Why are we asking? Yes. Well, because we have a reason to celebrate. Uh, if you loved The Muppet Show as I did as a child, um, then good news. Muppet, the iconic Muppet Show... Um, not the iconic Muppet Show. The iconic Muppet. The Muppet Show is heading to Disney Plus all five seasons, which is actually a big deal because for those of you who've uh, been streaming for a long time, you might remember that at some point the Muppet Show was available on Netflix, but mm-hmm. only a certain amount of it. I believe seasons four and five have never been previously released. Um, and this is this is a big deal. So if you loved Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, and the Sweetie Chef, good news. They're coming back to um, uh, Disney Plus, or coming to, rather, Disney Plus on February 19th. This is super yeah. exciting. So I thought, like, let's just revel in the nostalgia of The Muppet Show, because for, you know, those of us of a certain age, mm-hmm. it was... It was uh, like appointment viewing and i think it was either friday or saturday nights uh when the muppet show was on uh initially yeah must have been friday i don't I, I don't remember but i do like you i know it was a weekend night like either leading into the weekend or on the weekend 651-641-1071 which muppet is your favorite do you have a favorite muppet 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 brad uh, my favorite muppet is fozzy the burr uh, because he was like a dumb joker mm-hmm. waka 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 mm-hmm. waka like he was just like like all the other muppets like i can think of things that i love about all the other muppets but fozzy was just like he's like i know i'm like goofy and silly and you know yeah but like he didn't care and he got up on stage anyway and told his dumb jokes um, so, Even when people were launching tomatoes at him. Yes, exactly. So um, if I had to pick my favorite uh, Muppet, it would be Foz. 651-641-1071. Which Muppet is your favorite? Holly, do we have a caller? Yeah, Heather's on the line. Hello, Heather. Heather, which Muppet is your favorite? Uh, definitely Miss Piggy. And I have a fun fact. I was a Muppet. What? What? Yes. So I went to performing arts high school here in Minnesota, and I auditioned for Sesame Street Live, and I toured with Sesame Street Live. I was Bert, so I was not on the Muppet Show, but I was on Sesame Street. Oh okay, my God, how cool is that? So does that mean you were yeah. you were in like a Bert costume? Yes, a giant Bert costume. It was like six foot four tall. Once I had it all on. Oh my gosh, how fun is that? Yeah, it was awesome. It was my first job out of high school. Oh my God, that's amazing. That? 
What a good yeah, but story. The Muppet show, yeah, the Muppet Show is amazing. I love it. Thank you for Thanks your call. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. That is so super cool. I'm mildly jealous. And if you had to be Bert or Ernie, I feel like Bert would be the more fun one. Because you'd get to do the pigeon dance. <laughs> true if i were picking any jim henson muppet like that would that would be a whole separate conversation right because you've got sesame street mm-hmm. you've got you know emmett uh what's his name emmett the otter jug band christmas mm-hmm, that thing emmett otter emmett otter oh god i want to go watch that okay so anyway yes tons of muppets to choose from uh who do we have on the line now holly we have Lori. we've got Lori on the line Lori, which muppet is your favorite uh, definitely animal. Animal. Um, exactly. Uh, I was in high school um, during one of the one of the years that the Muppets was on in a very small town, and we had a band, um, our small band. The seniors, um, a certain set of guys, would actually each be a Muppet character, and so the next day following, whichever day they aired. They would come in and like recreate some of the scenes based on their characters, oh. and one of them was Animal, and he was flipping hilarious. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. It's for a great your story. Call. Animal. He was he was one of my favorites too. Although, okay, so I had a problem. What? When? Yeah. When you said which one is your favorite Muppet, I immediately got hit in the head with all like a th- I couldn't pick out of three. Okay. Fozzie. So you don't have, you don't have a, a favorite Muppet? No, I have like three favorites. Okay, Fozzie. Fozzie. Can you guess the other two? I don't know, Miss Piggy and Kermit? No. Grover. Okay. And Gonzo. Gonzo. Why because, Gonzo? Because he's nobody's favorite. And I just I'm sort sad. of love that about him. Like he's, you know me, like I had a crush on Danny Wood in yeah. New Kids on the Block because nobody I, else Gonzo did. just always scared me. I don't understand what Gonzo oh, even is. I just think Gonzo's misunderstood. He's and a I weirdo. Just, he's just weird, but he's like comfortable with his weirdness, but also totally misunderstood. But then also, don't you kind of, doesn't everybody kind of like um, Beaker? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I like I love all the Muppets, right? In their own special way, there's something that attracts you to each. I mean, Kermit, Miss Piggy, the Rolf Chef. the dog. This, yeah, like, come I mean, on. all of them. Uh, it's too hard to choose. That's the bottom line. Holly, do you have a favorite Muppet? Yeah, uh, it's either Statler and Waldorf, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, we up like the, a good heckler. Yeah, up in the balcony. Or I'm very fond of Dr. Teeth in the Electric Man. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Floyd Pepper, I feel like, would be like right up Holly's uh, alley in terms of favorite Muppets. Do you remember Floyd? Mm-mm. Which one was Floyd? He plays the, well, I don't know if it's a bass or a guitar. He's mm. the one who kind of looks like Willie Nelson. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel like Janice, too, makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Speaking of things that will be streaming, we've got uh, we've got all the streaming news. We're going to share it with you when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We got all that streaming information on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. 
Bradley Trainer. Hello. And what is the latest, Bradley? <laughs> streaming. In streaming. Um, actually, this deals with so um, uh, the, the latest news that I haven't. Um, here's the story, and then we can talk about why. CBS All Access is relaunching as Paramount Plus, which is Viacom slash CBS's new rebranded version of CBS All Access. And that's going to um, launch on, oh, I thought it was in February, but it's actually March 4th. Um, now, if you have CBS All Access, this might be of interest uh, to you, but it also might be of interest to you even if you don't have CBS All Access. And the only people that I know who have CBS All Access, myself included, are people who are fans of Star Trek, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, because the other offerings, they're, it's not the robustestest uh, it's not streaming the service. robustest. No, it's not the most robust. Um, but, but, uh, you know, Paramount, of course, has a lot of um, stuff that they can throw up on a um, streaming service. So True. the Paramount Plus is going to have a number of new originals that CBS All Access doesn't have. Um, including but not limited to something called The Offer, a 10-episode scripted miniseries about the making of Francis Ford Coppola's The Godfather, Holly. And uh, they're also going to have a new iteration of MTV's Behind the Music, a revival of The Game, which I don't remember. Do you know what The Game is? Um, I vaguely recall The Game. It was a show. Was It a, It was like a reality-slash-game show, right? No. Okay, I lied. Um, I will say that they... So no, I don't remember it. Thank you for asking. They're going to throw up 30,000 additional episodes from some of your favorites, favorites, Viacom, CBS, content houses like BET, Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central. So if you like that content, presumably this is, you know, a reason to pick up this particular streaming network. I, so, think, I think you're right, though, that like they needed to do something to zhuzh up their offerings, CBS all access did because truly like you said if you were a fan of star trek that was one reason to subscribe the only other group that i was aware of that subscribed to cbs all access was super fans of big brother oh sure other than those things there wasn't it does it doesn't seem like there was much on offer from cbs which i will tell you i mean i've been paying for cbs all access for one slash two shows because now there's a, a second star trek show worth watching called picard but and i have turned them on and off depending on when the season uh is done but um but that that can be enough for right like a certain amount of people but mm-hmm. not enough to presumably maintain a streaming service long term so um i'm excited for that but the the thing that made me want to talk about this other than just like hey guys who have CBS all access all five of us we're getting some new is that i think we are now in this place when it comes to cord cutting where there is just so much like it is time to take a reassessment, I think, for most mm. of us, an inventory of all of the streaming services that we are paying for or not paying for and determining, okay, now that we finally are in a place where most of the major content creators have um, built a streaming space, what do we actually want? Because we we now have HBO, mm-hmm. we now have Peacock, we have this Paramount slash CBS experience all of and and I will tell you the other one I just got done with a trial of and may go back to at some point is the Discovery Plus um, streaming service which is robust we have a lot of very robust 
streaming platforms now, not to mention all of the, you know, legacy ones, that I think it really requires people taking stock of what it is they want, because otherwise I think you're just going to end up paying for a bunch of random things, and you're not going to use very many of them. And also, you're approaching the cost that you would have with traditional cable and or satellite. That I agree with that. And here's here's my sec okay, so yes to all of that and I also wish that you could make purchase of any series that you wanted. Okay, so go with me on this. For example, I don't need Hulu. I don't there's no reason for me to have Hulu. Yeah. I we never watch anything on Hulu. There's no reason for me to have Hulu. However, there is one show on Hulu that I do like and enjoy that I have not gotten all the way through, and that's Pen15. Mm. And I wish that there were a way that I could just purchase Pen15 because I'm that would cost me less than the money that I've had hanging on to Hulu. Well, you might want to check through iTunes because I'm probably I'm sure you can probably just purchase the. The series. I'm hoping I can. I don't know. But suddenly I'm having that moment of like, in my mind, inventorying, do I actually need Hulu? Because I don't think I do. And then I could get rid of it. And if I could just buy the dumb series I want to watch or any episode when I want to watch it from any streaming service, if that was a possibility, that would make it so much easier to make those choices. Yeah. Yeah. Of what you could get rid of. I think, you know, I mean, the a la carte. Uh, method is one way of cord cutting, you know, having streaming services and putting a number of those things together if you like having a variety of content because we don't always know, like, what is it that I want to watch again? And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's nice to just not have to commit to buying a whole season of something before you decide, um, you know, that you want to watch it. Right. So then you have to decide who has, like, a broad amount of content that I typically go for, and that's why I'm saying at this moment... Um, in the cord cutting evolution, you now have real options. Right. Like there was a time when, you know, Netflix, Netflix started with an idea that it would become the thing that it ultimately became, but you had to like sort of just sit along for the ride with a bunch of like lackluster comment on the way. And now that like, I would say once we hit, um, HBO max, uh, HBO max's arrival in the streaming world, we now have a lot of independently big, fat streaming services that, you know, you could pick from. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
you don't need to have them all is what I'm saying. Right. I think now you have enough choice to say, oh, I think we're going to do Netflix and Disney Plus, or I think we're going to do um, Amazon Prime and HBO Max, or I think we're going to do Apple TV and Hulu. I mean, there really is a... a mm, opportunity to craft something very specific without having to have 30 all All 30 streaming services i also think it would take an enormous discipline but if you are a person who's organized and disciplined you could actually come up with a rotation because you don't have a contract with any of these things yeah so you could feasibly have one or two for three months at a time Mm -hmm. watch the content through and then switch and again it would take some organization and it would take some yeah, you planning. just have to look to see like what shows are coming out that you want to yeah. keep track of. Like, oh, Star Trek's you know third season of Discovery is out from this month to this month. We're going to sign up for CBS All Access. Yeah, or we're going to wait till the series is done or the season is done, and then um, you know watch them all in a mad dash for one month. Because the streaming services aren't counting on you doing that; they're counting on you signing up and forgetting about yeah. it and just continuing to pay but i imagine there are a lot of people out there um who are now like thinking oh god because i have been in that place where i'm like um i'm paying for way too many streaming services and i am not using nearly as many of them as i thought i would right Right. But again, taking advantage of the fact that there are no contracts means that you have the opportunity to to watch to to grab things as you watch them and not worry about kind of the the long term. I don't I I have to be honest. We do pay for the Peacock network. We pay for too much too. We do that because my husband wants it for sports. Yeah. Doesn't he get his sports through the Hulu thing though? We don't do Hulu. We do Oh, you were doing YouTube. We do YouTube TV. Um and there's yes, we do get the sports through that, but there's one sport that he that nobody. Of oh, you want has. Premier League footy, right? Thank you, Holly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have to have. It's fine. It's like his thing. It's fine. Um, you'd think he plays on the team. He does not. Um, <laughs> by the way, go Spurs. Okay. So, anyway, he. Um, so we have the Peacock Network, but I, you know, I think all the time about the fact that you can watch a lot of that content for free as long as you're willing to put up with commercials and how lazy we've gotten that we are willing to pay to not watch commercials for so many things. Right? Oh, I like, think it's, I'm grateful because like, I remember all of the time we spent fast forwarding through the commercials on, you know, old school totally. uh, DVR. Yeah. To me, it's totally worth it. Like with Hulu, I've always done commercial free. Although I will tell you the frustrating thing about Hulu now is the amount of content that requires commercials to me vastly outweighs anything that you're getting commercial free. Right. And they put it right on the front end. So you have to sit through it. Oh, it's so irritating. Pluto TV, everybody. You do have to sit through commercials, but it's worth it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We want to tell you about them when we return on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. I love, we love to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. We have a name for them. Uh, that name is? D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
Who's your D-bag? Oh, Alec Baldwin. Oh, no. What did he do? Okay, so Wait a minute. Didn't he go away? Yeah. We touched on this so briefly yesterday during a Dirt Alert update, and I just, like, actually dug in and read um, what he said upon his departure from Twitter, and I just thought, you know what? He's my D-bag. On Monday, he announced that he would leave Twitter which is always my first D-bag move right uh, there. Yeah. Nobody cares. I'm leaving. Nobody cares. Okay. Bye. So he announced that he was leaving Twitter, quote, for now. Mm. So good. Okay, so thank you. Um, you're like, I'm leaving, but I will be back. Clean up your act while I'm gone. Nobody cares, Alec no. Baldwin. Mm-mm. Here, this is what he said upon his departure. Twitter is like a party where everyone is screaming. Not much of a party. Goodbye for now. Okay. Okay. Can we talk about something? This behavior, I hate it. Stop it, people. Stop it. You don't get to yell at the internet for being the internet. Also, Alec Baldwin, you have benefited from the internet being what the internet is. Twitter being what Twitter is. You're just saying that, like, you're tired of people yelling at you after you've yelled at other people. Right. So the reason he left Twitter is because he did. He just could not stomach the way his wife, Hilaria, Hillary, how you say in English, cucumber, cucumber, Baldwin was treated, tweeted, um, treated after the world recognized that she'd been lying to us low these many years about her personal They treated heritage. her like the grifter that she is. Yeah, and he didn't oh. like it. And so oh. he whined, and he picked up his toys, and he <sighs> marched out of the room and said, I'm leaving, but I'll be back. But I'm leaving. Oh. Thank you. Wee-hee. I just... I d- <laughs> I'm so tired of the world and all these, like, children... Like, who can't deal with life. Okay. And its consequences. When you have, when you act, there is a reaction. Yeah. If you act in a fool's way, you are going to get a foolish reaction. What is, what is the thing that is like overset on Twitter and social media that I still love every time I see it? Like, play stupid games, win, win stupid, stupid prizes. prizes. This is the equivalent to, um, and I'm just going to arbitrarily pick uh, some sort of behavior. What Alec Baldwin did is the equivalent to when somebody gets treatment or doesn't like the way, like, okay, like like a company makes a choice and a person who's been a, cu- a customer of that company doesn't like that and they feel like they need to call and be like, well, you've lost my business. I spend a lot of money. Do you know how much money I spend on you every year? You are losing a lot of money. You should really think twice. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. All my friends are going to stop shopping at your place, and all their friends are going to stop shopping at your place, and you're going to be dead. I'm going to let you in on a little secret because I maybe have been privy to some conversations about people who like to tell you that they're no longer going to participate in whatever it is you're delivering. Um, People don't actually care. You're not that important. I'm sorry to be real, but you're not. You're not that important. I know it sounds feisty, but it is like literally I want to be like, hey, hi, hi. Examine yourself right now in that yeah. moment where you feel like you're entitled but, but, to go to the place and say, but, you don't get me anymore. Nobody cares. But, Nobody cares but about remember you. what I said. 
I am tired of children. That is a childish yeah. behavior. That's mm-hmm. called, I think that's what a parent usually calls a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. You are having a temper tantrum, which fine. I get it. We all have temper tantrums. Mm-hmm. I have them regularly, but I, I recognize. I'm having one right now. <laughs> Well, you know, whatever. Uh, we all recognize that we can behave in an immature way. But I do not expect the world to honor my temper tantrum. No. Just as my parents would look the other way every time I threw a temper tantrum and not give me any oxygen. You know, but now you've got this entire generation of, of adults who've grown up with parents who in, indulged their temper tantrums and did everything they could to avoid giving them the cold, hard truth about life. And now I sound like an old man. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're still I'm on your sorry. Lawn. Yeah. But you okay. see what, but that's, I yeah. think like if you look out in the world and see all of the things that drive us nuts, it's all adults who, who can't handle um, or who aren't able to work through a temper tantrum in right. an adult way. Because like, they're not getting their way. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what Karens are. Yes. That's what, like, all of the other stuff that we're not going to talk about is. Right. It's just... But you know what it is? Mm-hmm. But it, that behavior and of, I like, have become I'm my parents. going now. I'm leaving. And and you, and you what did your parents say when you said that? Okay. When Do you I want me to help up, you pack? When I packed up my little <laughs> strawberry shortcake suitcase Aww. and I retreated to the corner and I sat under a bush and waited for them to come I'm and find sh- me. I'll show them they're going to think I'm yeah. gone forever. Yeah, and I'm sure <laughs> they were like, don't worry about it. She's She'll just like, under the bush Give her 10 minutes, that bitch will be back because it's lunch. Yes, and yeah. sure as you know what. Like, fine, I'm going to go back because I need to eat food, but and, I'm not going to like it. And you remember it, right? Like you were yes. I was eight years old and I had to go through that. Like I had the tantrum and now I have to go back. Yeah, I'm and sorry what does the that going the world back look like? isn't going to give you everything you want. But the fact that your parents gave you any indication that that was uh, an expectation, mm-hmm. that's their fault. You're an adult now. Figure it out. Let's move on. We got a lot of work to do. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. Why did we need to work that out? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't it know. felt really good. Oh, man. It just, I feel it's freer. Like a, I can breathe now. I know. Mm. God. But Alec Baldwin. Mm. See, okay, wait. I'm sorry. I'm not done. Because here's the truth. Twitter's going to go on without Alec Baldwin. Again, like I said, Twitter doesn't care that Alec Baldwin left. But what's what's eating Alec Baldwin alive? He's sitting in his corner at his Hamptons house where he's quarantining from his wife and he's just he's feeding the beast of insecurity and anger yeah. that is a result of the fact that he's no longer on Twitter, which then, okay, go with me. Mm-hmm. He's also then Probably lurking all over Twitter to yeah, try to hear course. what people are saying uh, about him. Oh, this yes. is the thing that people do that they're like, you know, no, you, like you are so obvious, Alec Baldwin. You yeah. are a thin skinned bully who's insecure about how the world sees you because you have made it clear at every indication um, with your interactions with the outside world that you care way too much what other people think while projecting this mm-hmm. notion that you are this big dude who gives no bleeps about the world. You literally showed up on Twitter and said, I'm not going to do it. Well, he didn't do it on Twitter. Where was mm-hmm. he? It was on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, he said this on Twitter? Yes. Like I'm leaving. You are going to show up on Twitter 
mm-hmm. and tell people you're done with Twitter. Yeah. Again, uh-huh. you can't shout at you Twitter are for being twelve Twitter. years old. Yes, no, don't even compliment him. You are six. Thank you. That is a six-year-old's behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, at Alec Baldwin is still very active on Twitter. Okay, so this the, is all for show. The Hilaria and Alec Baldwin Foundation. <sighs> they just tweeted something four hours ago. Okay. Oh dear. So see, he's lurking. He's lurking just because it's behind the facade of his charitable organization doesn't mean that he doesn't have access to mm-hmm. this account. Mm-hmm. 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 Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's your uh, my D bag today is something. This is a first timer. They get to bust out the complimentary uh, gift bag. Um, yay dot today. What? So there's a, a website called Yay, Yay dot, dot Today. Y A A Y dot T O D A Y. Britney, or first of all, breaking news: Britney Spears is pregnant once again. What? Now Barbara Vivote uh, yesterday published the story that Britney Spears and her boyfriend Sam Asghari are expecting their first baby. Although they've not yet confirmed the news because they want to be careful, they cannot hide that lovely belly anymore. Didn't you see it? There are no doubts now. Scroll down and watch the pictures. Okay, so I scroll down, right? And what do I see? Um, some words. Well, first of all, I see um, a masked Britney and Sam on the beach enjoying moments alone and then it says the trainer is talking about sam okay the, not you okay the, thank the you tra- all right. All right. the trainer is spears longest relationship ever both britney and sam wanted desperately to be parents together of course they've publicly spoken about it on different occasion or in different places and shows even in court and then underneath that is a photo of britney spears can you please show tell me what's in that photo colleen um, it's a one of it's a still photo of her dancing in her foyer, um, and it appears as though maybe they photoshopped a baby bump. That's not a baby no, bump. That's just that's her body. Just that's her body. Belly. I know, but I'm just saying it does look like they tried to enhance the curve of it. So, what does the caption say? Hello, baby. And then underneath oh, no. it is another photo of her with her hand in front oh. of her belly, and it says, "Here she's trying to hide the baby belly." Also, oh, no. oh my gosh. She does not look well in those. Well, of shots. course she doesn't because she's a hot mess and she's being held also, prisoner. Can we rewind to the part that you did not actually outline verbally for us, which is the position that she and Sam Asgari are in on the beach? Looks like it's, they're having sex. Exactly. Yeah. Like it. Like literally they're making is, the baby. Yay! Dot today. Once you didn't like actually go on the full journey yeah. of the baby. I just want to shame yay today. <laughs> She had a stomach, and they said she was pregnant, which is rule number, you know, one. You don't do that. Like, she had a sandwich, or she's exhaling, mm-hmm. yeah, and her stomach is out. Good news, everyone. Although they wanted to be cautious and wait till she gets to the 12th week, we already know and can assure the baby will be born in July of 2021. Yeah. Like, oh, because they called yay dot today. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They skipped all the other major headline or uh, publications went straight to yay dot today did you by the way click and see what else they're reporting there, i mean there's a lot of trash on this website oh fun 
Well, it's nice to reach new and uncharted uh, they seem areas to of be, the internet. Um, a lot of it seems to be very perfunctory sort of celebrity news. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite the blast, per se. It wants but what, to be, the, the reason I clicked on it, and, you know, shame on me, sure, um, uh, was that they were so, like, specific. It wasn't like, Britney Spears looks like she's pregnant. It's Britney Spears is pregnant. Yeah. There are no doubts. Mm-hmm. Scroll down and watch the pictures. Watch those pictures. Yeah, anyway. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I love Lucy more like we hate Lucy. <gasps> the well, movie. Yeah. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we got a little update on uh, I Love Lucy, which we're calling I Hate Lucy. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I Love Lucy uh, is a movie that's about to happen. And um, I hate the idea. Let me put it this way. I hate the idea of, as we learned, I think, last week when this story came out or the week before, God only knows they all run together. Time is made up. That Nicole Kidman would be playing Lucille Ball at a moment in her life when she, along with her husband, Desi Arnaz, were producing, um, you know, one of the most iconic television shows of all time, I Love Lucy. Mm -hmm. So we learned that this was going to be made and that uh, Nicole Kidman was on board. And I was like, I'm just not here for Nicole Kidman playing Lucille Ball. And Colleen, I think you felt the same way. Uh, Yeah. For a number of reasons. Holly, I think you also felt the same way. Agreed. Um, but I would like you to know that Lucy Arnaz, daughter, of course, of Lucille Ball and mm-hmm. Desi Arnaz. By the way, that's Lucy with an I-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy Don't Arnaz would like you to relax. So oh. she took to Facebook on Sunday in an attempt to address the concern that we had. I mean, she basically spoke directly to us, and I take it everyone else, because everyone else realized it was not the best idea, um, about the casting choice. And here's what she said. So, it's a done deal. Now, apparently contracts have yet to be signed, but she seems, that is Lucy, pretty happy with the casting and wanted fans to understand that, don't worry, this is not a remake of I Love Lucy. Now, what she ends up doing in this like, sort of, like, you guys, calm down, it's fine. That was her attempt. But in the attempt of doing that, she says, look, uh, Nicole Kidman is not going to be, like, doing a parody of my mother. She's not doing the Vitamita Vegemin thing, right? Um, so it's not about, like, the person who looks the most like Lucille mm-hmm. Ball or the person who looks the best with the uh, iconic red hair and makeup to do the I Love Lucy show. It's more about, this is just a moment in their lives, and it's telling the true story of the relationship between her mother and her father. And I'm like, okay, fine, sure, but I think we kind of figured that out from the article that this, I mean, because the article that we first read said, and I think it was Variety or uh, somebody pointed out, Hollywood Reporter, that this is just going to take place over the filming of the show in one, like one week. Basically a very mm-hmm. sort of critical moment in the lives of these two people and their fraught marriage and all that stuff. I get it. But then she goes on to say, 
But it is during the filming of the show. So there are going to be moments where she's going to be the iconic Lucy, you know, from I Love Lucy. But it's not going to be the I Love Lucy show. That doesn't matter because it's not about that. But it's about that. But it's not about that. So so it'll (laughs) happen. But just pretend it's not happening because it's not about that thing. It's about something else. Girl. Let me read a little bit of what she said. Nobody has to impersonate Lucy Ricardo, nor do the Vitamina Vegemin routine or any of those silly things. It's a story about Lucille Ball, my actual mother, not Lucy Ricardo and her husband, Desi Arnaz, my dad, not Ricky Ricardo. There will be humor in the film, but it is a story of the two of them and how they met and went right with finding the show, went wrong with their relationship and their love affair. Um, So it's going to have I Love Lucy in it, But it's, I mean, and it's also set on the stage of a filming of one week of rehearsal of I Love Lucy, rehearsing the filming and then filming the show. But all this other stuff takes place during that time. Do you know what's actually happening in there? She's trying to convince herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. Because the rest of us understand, right? Like, I get it. Like, this is going, I've seen biopics before. I've I seen movies. I understand. Biopics. Sorry, I've seen biopics I'm just before. Kidding. But I've seen but we've all seen them. We've all seen what happens when Michelle Williams plays the role of Gwen Verdon. It is complicated. We see the public facing Gwen Verdon, and we also see a private side of Gwen Verdon. Yeah. Right? We understand that because we're humans who live in the world, who have eyeballs and have seen things. What I hear in her description of all of that is her trying to convince herself that this is the right casting. Because we're all clear on it. We don't necessarily think that's a great casting. I do think that there is a way that you find the person who can do the comedic, because it exists, because it was Lucille Ball, who can do the comedic elements of the parts that show her as I love Lucy, Lucy. Yeah. And also the complex behind the scenes, what actually was going on in her life. There is a person who is right for that casting. I do not believe that it is Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And, and like, you know, we, again, it's so obvious nobody is questioning this, but it seems like necessary to point out to Lucy Arnaz. We're not casting directors, um, but we've watched enough. Nicole Kidman movies to know maybe this isn't you know this like also it's not a character like Virginia Woolf which Nicole Kidman played in the hours it's not a role like that this is a role that has you you do need to have a person who can go between a very you know cardboard cutout two-dimensional black and white pun intended i don't know if it's a pun but you know the show was in black right. and white but i also mean in terms of black and white like you need somebody who can do a superficial like impersonation of um lucille ball for the purpose of the show but also someone who can you know be the character behind the scenes which is an incredibly difficult thing and i don't know that i've ever seen nicole kidman in a role like that before it's no it's no diss of you know Nicole Kidman now I have this totally superficial criticism of Nicole Kidman where I just think she's so distracting as evidenced by the undoing mm-hmm. like I couldn't stop looking at her because of whatever she's doing she's spent money on yeah um I just don't see Lucille Ball I'm sorry I mean I do think there are actresses and we've talked about a few of them that could probably do this role but I just for you know I'm sorry Lucy yeah, I mean honestly I sooner see 
uh, Reese Witherspoon in that role. Honestly, somebody who can do a little of the character comedy. uh, And I'm not saying she's the right person for it, but I'm saying if it were Reese Witherspoon, I think I'd if you said between Reese Witherspoon and uh, Nicole Kidman, who do you see better playing that role? I would go Reese Witherspoon every day, all day. Now, I am willing to admit that it's possible that Nicole Kidman does something amazing. She might, and it might be like her award-winning performance. But well, and I, I'll happily eat some crow. But I really don't think so. I think this is a, just a cynical casting choice um, for both Aaron Sorkin to get eyeballs on a thing, and then for Nicole Kidman to get an Academy Award nomination. Right. Right. And you know what? Like you said, I will eat crow as well. I just on this end and that's all we can do because the movie hasn't been made yet. We haven't seen it. We don't know the script. We don't know how she did in a screen test. Something tells me she doesn't have to do those anymore because she's somewhere in her career where she doesn't have to do that though. What's her brother doing? I don't know. Good question. Let's Google that. He's still with us, right? I think so. Dizzy Arnaz Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. He's we'll work on that this. when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Cheese chat. What's your favorite cheese and why? Seriously. Cheese. 651-641-1071. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.